a conspiracy? What's collusion? Uh, what's a crime? What's obstruction of justice? All interesting stuff. We've had Alan Dershowitz on a couple of times. He's got that book out, The Case Against Impeaching Trump, or whatever it's called, and uh, making the argument that uh, not obstructing justice, etc. We thought we'd get a lawyer on who sees it a different way to see what, what direction this could go, because you never know when you get it in front of a judge or a jury. The jury being the House of Representatives, I guess. Right. Harry Littman is an attorney, constitutional law professor at UCLA and UC San Diego, uh, an American lawyer, law professor, political commentator, joins us now. Mr. Littman, how are you, sir? I'm very well. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Joe. Good to be here. Excellent. May we call you Harry, Harry? Please, <laughs> please do, Jack Joe. Terrific. Um, so, uh, listen, the word collusion has been thrown around wildly as if that is a label akin to uh, a murderer or something like that. We all know the definition. We all know the repercussions, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not the case. Um, what do you think of the word collusion, conspiracy? Uh, where do you fall on all this? Geez, I really prefer conspiracy because it's actually a crime that's listed in the U.S. Code, whereas collusion, except for a, um obscure provision in antitrust law, isn't. So it's always been the wrong word to be banding about. People have been saying it for months and months. It hasn't prevented, uh, of course, the president from tweeting repeatedly, no collusion, no collusion, though it's never been clear what he has meant by that. But now the... Um, the retreat on his part seems to be, uh, well, collusion isn't a crime anyway, though it's no more clear what he is actually talking about. Conspiracy is a familiar term to the lawyers, and it means um, uh, straightforwardly you enter into an agreement with someone, the agreement is for something unlawful, and you uh, do something to sort of advance that uh, agreement. So all the charges that would grow out of the conduct that we're learning about through Mueller would be actual conspiracy charges, and collusion is more a kind of a, a, a loose term, sure. to mean yeah. maybe consorting with Russians or whatever, but doesn't doesn't really sound in the criminal law. So what's the law that you think he broke that's part of the conspiracy, The um, uh, having a foreign actor involved in our elections? Yeah, that's a big one. So I think there are three that are in play, and you know it from what Mueller already has done. He's kind of laid down the tracks of a couple conspiracies, and we know from the uh, previous um, political sins what uh, what the other might be. But in, very briefly, one would be to conspire to um, get something of value from a foreign government. You're not allowed as a, as a candidate for president to get contributions or other things from, from foreign governments, much less hostile foreign governments, much less dirt on your opponent. So that would be would one. You, would you have to know it was the foreign go- government, or could it just be a, a, a person who's Russian? Oh, it could be a person who's Russian. A foreign national would be good enough. You do have to know that it's a foreign national, but you're, you're, you make a really good point because here, uh, you know, at least as a political matter, it, it ups the ante, doesn't it, to think that, uh, to, to actually know, as they do for the Trump Tower meeting, this is somebody from the government who wants yeah. to give well, you one of the reasons uh, dirt. I, one of the reasons I ask, because I know the pushback against this is always, didn't Hillary Clinton hire a group that hired a former a spy to get information on Trump from the Russians? 
She did, and the very or, or arguably she did, but the very short answer is she paid them like she would pay any employee. You're allowed as a foreign person to work in this country, so that's not a contribution. She paid good money, or the campaign did for for that. Uh, other people give money or give services or give in kind contributions, and those are the things that have to be okay. listed. I just want to make sure I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to understand this because I I am definitely not a lawyer. So if Trump had paid for dirt on Hillary Clinton, he'd be uh, he'd be in the clear. I don't think he'd be in the clear. I think there'd be plenty of problems, but I think he'd be in, in the clear on this particular election law charge, which has to do with getting contributions and then of course you have to list them and so everybody can can scrutinize who's giving you money and there's a whole nother crime here that has to do with the conspiracy to basically make the uh the a federal agency the fec ha- uh, have a harder time doing its job so that's the second in brief and then the third would have to do with involvement after the fact with the hacking of the d triple c but um uh, you know the whole Podesta thing. So anyway, right. to to your point, yeah, that that would be. I think consorting with the Russian government, getting dirt from them, even for money paid. Let's say let's say the Trump campaign paid their trip over and 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 gave them a, a check. I mean that's a little bit like Nixon, right? I think the um, uh, that you know people were paid for the illegal. Uh, uh, conduct, but but so therefore there were other crimes having to do with obstruction. Yeah, you know it's funny. I haven't found anything you've said to be unreasonable, and we t- we take a balanced view of these things. We're just trying to figure out what's going on. We're neither yes. uh, Trump honks nor Trump detractors on a consistent basis. <laughs> but having heard what you said, I-, I don't hear anything I disagree with or I think is terribly far fetched. But I'm left thinking, you know. Somewhat, you know, somewhat serious violations of campaign finance laws. Um, if it had been an employee, it'd be okay. But since they weren't, it was an in-kind donation. This is uh, this is sounding to me like some pretty thin gruel. Is that boot a president out of office uh, yeah, stuff? No, I, so I hear you right. It's what an election uh, law thing. Is that is that really the problem? But I'll get to some thick. You know, the thickest gruel here, I think. You know, in terms of of uh, the you know impeachment history and and grave illegal conduct potentially by a president has to do with the uh, obstruction. That is, um, I, I you know you might you might take a, a view that it's a little bit technical to comply with election law, but the whole effort on you know Air Force One to concoct a false story, the um, you know serial lies, even if they're not illegal. But that are designed to to cover up the the truth. That I think is 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 pretty worrisome from the point of view of a. But isn't that president. all the story he made up on the plane? Wasn't that lying to the press and the American people? Which I don't I don't know if you follow the news. Politicians do all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I do I do think we're in a he he has. You know, uh, by by leaps and bounds, gone above the, the the normal routine for that. But that's the question, right? If it, is that 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 will be his that you know that's that's his fairly thin rule defense. Oh, I was just lying to you and the press. What do you what do you care about that? But in fact, um, if, if a reasonable person could say no, you were trying to keep the truth from coming out because there's a probe afoot, just like you were trying to keep the truth from coming out when you did a pretty serious thing, fired the FBI director. If all of these are efforts to try to keep the truth from coming out to an investigator, 
I think that's pretty serious. That's that you know that's why uh, Nixon uh, had to leave office. That's why Scooter Libby was was convicted. I think for a public official to actually be throwing sand in the gears of justice, that you know Clinton, that was part of the allegations sure. um, uh, against him. That's I, that's that's pretty serious business for the commander-in-chief well, on, on firing Comey nation. on the obstruction yeah. of that, Dershowitz's argument is the president can fire the FBI director for any reason he wants, so therefore he can't really obstruct the reason for it since he can do whatever he wants. That's Dershowitz's argument. Boy, that is an argument, and if you'll permit me to say, I think I, I tore it to shreds a few days ago when, and, it, and I'm not really crediting myself, nobody, nobody, um, uh, else besides Dershowitz and and once Trump's lawyers has ever endorsed that um, that view, it's completely outlandish. Which, which view? The, the idea that the, the view that the president yeah. can fire the FBI director for any reason, or that you can't obstruct after the fact? I mean, are you on, you're on saying it's, okay? So, so, so Dershowitz's position is that it just doesn't matter what a president's motives are when he's firing somebody or when he's granting a pardon. And what that means, and I put this this to him, is that if you fire someone, you, you, you fire the entire senior executive service because, uh, the, but only the Muslim members of it, for example. Or you, uh, you know, you, you grant pardons to every illegal immigrant except the, the you know, of a certain religious group. It's quite clear from many Supreme Court cases that that's a violation. If you do things for a certain reason, including the president, you've broken the law. And and Professor Dershowitz um, actually advances zero um, precedents, or much less any Supreme Court cases, in favor of his extremely eccentric view fair so enough it, that that really comes out and out of nowhere this like, reasons matter and if if you know here if trump um fired comey before good reason he you know the our, our the, how we were looking in the world it's one thing he's a showboat he in order to, to save his skin it's another just as it would be for any any citizen Harry Littman is an attorney, constitutional law professor at UCLA and UC San Diego. Uh, Harry, I'm going to ask you a question I would have if I'd had my current confidence back in my student days when I was uh, studying this stuff. But I was more interested in in chasing chicks and and, and mild inebriation. Um, (laughs) Mild inebriation. Sometimes severe inebriation. President. President, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Professor Littman, Professor Littman, I have a question. Um, If I were to... Run a lemonade stand. I'm I'm I was a young freshman. I'm 17 in this scenario. I'm I'm still a youth. I was this running a leave it to Beaver hypothetical, right? If exa- I what if I am? Uh, hey, Mr. Lintman, Mr. Lintman, uh, if I were to run an unlicensed uh, lemonade stand on my front uh, yard and made a dollar and a half like most little kids do running a lemonade stand, and it was of the uh, uh, least consequential sort of offense that you can imagine. And then, for some reason, the local, state, and federal law enforcement 
came to investigate it, and I systematically lied to them. I destroyed uh-huh. evidence. I entered into a conspiracy <laughs> with a six-year-old little girl next door to take the rap. I mean, I obstructed justice like a champ over what would it be like a $3 fine. Um, Is there any sort of multiplier effect? Am I going to jail for 25 years? Am I going to Leavenworth for that sort of conspiracy? <laughs> I'll represent you, because the problem with your hypo is it's really true. People who, I mean, this is one of the real problems, the corrosive effects of the Trump presidency, the notion that, that he, that I think it's taken hold in people that, that um, law enforcement and the Department of Justice are the, you know, deep state and, and, and deeply corrupt. No one, but no one, but no one is going to be coming after you for the, you know, it would be the lemonade stand exception. And, and the responsible officials, and I've been one, I've been a U.S. attorney, would say, are you out of your flipping mind? There are crimes out there that we have time to pursue. Go away from the lemonade stand. Although but I would... What t- you're otherwise asking is a law school hypothetical that, you know, does that technically instruct justice and you're, you're, you're how old, you little miscreant? 18? Well, again, I was a little you know? high when I came to class. But my point <laughs> is, the, though, that the, the lust for justice is sometimes yeah. imitated by the lust for political success. And that uh, what is not certainly literally a lemonade stand, but lemonade standish is sometimes inflated to seem much more serious. Um, but uh, you know, back to my question: If if no, 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 look, I think it's an important point. I okay. I agree with you. I felt this way about the 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 Clinton impeachment, and you know, in spades. Come on, there were really. But but um, so so if you're but if you're suggesting that that we have a lemonade stand president, I would say, wow. I mean, look at all the different things we're we're talking about. The uh, you know the the latest Trump Tower. Uh, confession is one of, you know, eight really worrisome potential criminal acts, the Comey stuff, the haranguing of of uh, sessions to try to shut down the in- investigation, uh, the, the, the potential three conspiracies that I set out. And then just in general, even if they're not crimes, I mean, I think we have you know, pretty serious um, uh, demonization of law enforcement and 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 government you know i don't i don't think his, this effect is sort of small potatoes okay but this this is all interesting stuff and it's interesting how you know a lawyer highly respected Pardon. lawyers can have such different opinions on these things but we've got to go so we don't have time for a very lengthy answer okay. but i'm wondering if if muller decides because this has kind of been hot lately if muller decides i want to talk to you and Trump says no. Can you indict a sitting president? Do you think he'll have to have to go sit down and talk to him? How will that play out? No, you can subpoena a sitting president. I'm sorry, you subpoena. Probably, oh yeah, you can. I, I think very few people. Again, I want to stress, by the way, you know, reasonable disagreements. Nobody agrees with the Dershowitz position on the constitutional law. Can you subpoena a president? Pretty much anybody would say yes. It'll take several months. There could be arguments on the other side, and that's more what Mueller is thinking about I, I, rather than uh, does he have the, the legal uh, power. But, you know, if he wants to wrap this up by, say, midterms, you know, and, and he's a penism, he, he, it won't happen. But, you know, Trump is really saying, well, I, don't, I won't answer your questions, and uh, you'll have to, have to prove it to me before I sit down. You know, that's not the way it would work under the law if Mueller chooses to pursue it. Hmm. Interesting. Harry Littman, attorney, constitutional law professor. Harry, enjoy the chat very much. Thank you.
Me too. Thanks for your time. All right, you got it. Yeah. So listen, uh, just a little, little background information as we go to break because we're running. Oh, what the hell? Hang on, Michael. Don't go to break yet. Was really looking for a neutral referee, law professor, definer of terms. Harry's more of a political commentator, even as he's a professor, former prosecutor. Um, but I, for just speaking for myself, I thought, eh, what the hell? I'd kind of like to hear his arguments. There was a hell of a lot there that was merely opinion uh, in his uh, his screed. Yeah, and uh, even if but he's a nice fellow, so that's fine. And even if he's right, using my finger quotes, that doesn't mean a particular judge would agree with him when it comes down to it. Um, between him and Dershowitz's view of the law. And honestly, it's probably not going to come down to criminal court anyway. It's going to come down to the impeachment process and the will of the American people is borne by their esteemed representatives. I would like this mostly to end up being a political matter. Um, I would just like it to end. (laughs) Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Because we have elections, you can boot them out and get a different person. Right 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Professor was 30% law and 70% partisan political opinions, says uh, this texture. We get a lot of... Yeah, I might debate the percentages, but there's... Uh, you got a point. Do you think he voted for Hillary? Well, yeah, he, he, I'm sure he did, and so did Alan Dershowitz, so that doesn't mm-hmm. really necessarily mean anything. No. Um, I do think Dershowitz is... The, the thing that is interesting about him, I think he's really committed to the ACLU version of... of, of the rights of people, small L liberal views of the world, uh-huh. and he's he's really concerned about anybody getting railroaded in investigations, whether it's Hillary or Trump. As he always says, if Hillary were president, I'd feel the same way about this, and I think the media probably would too. But uh-huh. um, uh, he thinks people are deranged. Yeah, yeah. Over I, how much they hate Trump. I, I didn't buy the point 